clarity when it comes to Palm Sunday and Holy Week, because uh, I get really excited about uh, both the things that, that take place uh, in our church year, uh, the celebrations that we have, uh, even the ones that are somber, but, but also um, because uh, we have a very rich uh, story in our scripture about the things that transpired starting on Palm Sunday and going through uh, Good Friday. And if we didn't have all of that, there would be no Easter. Uh, so sometimes I feel I get even more worked up about this week than I do about Easter. But I'll try and drink a Red Bull before the service next week. So y'all hold me to that. Uh, in fact, I don't know if I've missed a uh, Palm Sunday service in all my 34 years of living, uh, and partly because my parents wouldn't have it any other way. I was going to be at church whether I wanted to or not, so uh, that was a given uh, when I was growing up. But after I left the house, uh, I made sure that I did attend those uh, special worship services, uh, even if I was a little lax on my church attendance in college. So I'll just lay that out there. Um, it has always been fun for me to uh, wave the palm branches and process and shout, Hosanna! And blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And be really dramatic, because uh, that's just fun. But I wonder, can you picture the loud fanfare surrounding Christ on that day? Jesus, 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 Jesus. I mean, the people were getting really excited. It's cool. They got worked up. A lot more worked up than I will get. But meanwhile, while all this was taking place, Jesus is riding in humbly on a donkey. While crowds toss palm fronds and lay down their coats or, or other garments, effectively making uh, the equivalent of a red carpet, uh, letting everyone know that Jesus Whoever this guy is, is really important. So I wonder what Jesus does. We don't have this in the story. You know, while everyone's praising his name and shouting loud hosannas, you know, is he doing the parade wave to the crowd and smiling and pointing? Yeah, you, I, I know you. Uh, I, I can hear your heart right now. Yeah, you, mm, you know what I, I mean. You know, is he giving people blessings as, as he goes by? Uh, praying for them. You know, we don't know what Jesus was thinking as he hears all this. Uh, but the part we do know is that once he's kind of gotten through the crowd, he has this lament. The passage ends with Jesus not just crying, but weeping over the chosen people. He knows that they cannot comprehend what is about to transpire? Only a few will eventually understand how such joyful celebration was so shallow that it quickly turned into betrayal. You see, the people did not want Jesus to be who he was supposed to be. They wanted Jesus to take over the Roman Empire. And that is the possibility that has them jubilant. 
Caesar and the Roman Empire, much like myself, loved a big procession and parade. But Roman parades were a show of military force used to warn, scare, and intimidate those who might consider an uprising. It was blatant propaganda. Submit to Rome's will or you will be crushed under Rome's foot. And dictators today still use this tool to inflict terror, obey or be destroyed. After all, fear and threats of violence are effective for keeping people in line to a point. If you push too far and people become willing to die in order to end the misery and suffering of their family and friends, what they see as their people. And if we need a contemporary example, if you haven't heard in the news about the country of Venezuela, uh, it's getting to this point where the people are rising up and protesting, and unfortunately that is sometimes turning violent. Uh, but they are in a terrible position uh, today. So please remember them also in your prayers. So it is no surprise that Hebrew people clamored for Jesus. They were tired of oppression and the daily abuses of the Roman Empire. Enough was enough! They've had it! Miracle stories have been passed along, reaching people both near and far. Jesus was known for his preaching and teaching with authority. He didn't just preach, he actually went out and did what he said he should do. He had a large following and just the right amount of charisma to lead an effective uprising. What the people missed was that the revolution Jesus had in mind was much bigger, much, much bigger than overthrowing one empire. For Jesus was taking on all empires of all times, as well as all that scary stuff of sin and death. The Jewish people only wanted a warrior king to defeat Rome, and they figured Jesus was just the one to do it. And before we're too harsh on the Jewish people, I believe that all of us here today uh, would have wanted the same thing. While Rome ruled with terror and fear, God's kingdom rules with faith through the promise of peace inspiring joy in the people. Jesus takes the opposite approach, and it is not what the people wanted or had hoped for. Jesus goes against the violence of the Roman Empire, and he goes against the desired violence of the Hebrew people seeking to be liberated. And it is for this reason he laments for Israel, because he knows they are celebrating him for mostly the wrong reasons. All the shouting, praise, and excitement, 
are misguided. Now they had good intentions. They believed in the miracles. They believed that he was special. And I think they even believed that he was a Messiah. Like David or Moses. That he was a true prophet. But they were missing out that he was not just a Messiah. But the Messiah. The one who would bring ultimate liberation. They had based their hope on worldly power. Christ wants them and us to see a new way forward that is outside of those cycles of violence. Jesus proclaims the antidote to the oppression is not more fear and violence, but instead vulnerability. Friends, as followers of Jesus today, what does it matter that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and then wept? Christ is telling us a tale of two processions. The one event is symbolic to contrast the power of the world. Jesus instead invites us to true peace. Like the people of Israel at the time of Jesus, we too can get locked into the might of empire or the need to violently overturn an evil empire. God's kingdom functions entirely different, and the apex of the battle is precisely what Jesus is headed to do in Jerusalem. He does not ride into the holy city on a steed, wielding a sword against the great enemy, but instead challenges the whole system and waits for the tide of praise to change into those shouts of accusation, those hosannas to morph into shouts of crucify him. What do we hope that God will do in our world? Do we prefer a military parade or a march of peace? Do we sometimes wish for a God of war and wrath instead of our living God of love? I will confess that I sometimes have that desire. That I sometimes believe that violence can quelch violence. That the bombs against terrorists will do some good. That we need to violently respond to a government who would think of gassing their own people. So I too can get wrapped up in the drums of war. Christ cried for us too as he entered Jerusalem. Because we, like the Hebrew people, are slow to understand what must happen in order for us to have unconditional grace. Christ has a different hope, a real promise of peace. Friends, like Christ, we must weep for those who do not comprehend God's compassionate ways. God's compassionate ways. 
This includes the times when we ourselves are misaligned and hunger for violence. As we enter Holy Week, we can loudly shout Hosanna, knowing that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was triumphant because of what he came to do and not because of what the crowd wanted him to do. At the same time, we enter Holy Week with heavy hearts, remembering the terrible suffering of Christ, which started with the jubilant crowds of Sunday, turning into an angry mob by Friday. Brothers and sisters, I want to live and process with a spirit of peace, but the seeming need for violence is always close by. Christ alone can save us. And Christ can even save us from our shallow praise that seeks to bend God's will to our own desires. So we ask and pray, Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts with your peace so that we can march on in a life-giving procession. And we can leave the violence of worldly power aside. God, may we praise your holy name because you are a God of peace and love and you are willing to show your vulnerability and die a terrible death so that we might have life eternal. To this God be all the loud hosannas, praise, honor, and glory. Amen. <laughs>